0: Welcome to Till Death Do Us Recap. I'm Britt. I'm Tim. And today we are semi-reluctantly recapping for you. (laughs) Married at First Sight, Season 16, Episode 21 and 22. So we've got Decision Day Part 2 and what's that one called? Uh,
1: That one's called First Dates and Swapping Mates.
0: Yeah, so...
1: Yeah. Feel the reluctancy coming out of your voice, right now. I mean, it's I'll been say a it.
0: Long week. I'll say it. Birthdays this weekend. I've w- got w- cramps. Like, and why? The amount of times I wrote, "Why am I watching?" Sa-da-da-da-da. No. Why am I watching the my, my knees My why takeaway watching, was. Want walk?
1: I am tired of looking at these people. Literally, and it's not a physical thing. It's not one person. I'm just tired of these people being on my TV. I know. I'm over it.
0: It just feels so heavily, heavily overproduced. I mean, are you kidding me that last week we were watching Mac look at apartments?
1: Yeah. And and then this
0: week, it's actually I took a job in Michigan. I can't stand the way that like... Dom and Mac are main characters again.
1: Well, that's the thing, though, is that the audience, I'm assuming most of us listening to this, don't care about them. No. And we don't care about them because they haven't been on in in our TV on the show for the last three months. Yeah. Or however many months it's been. Like, it's... No fault of their own.
0: And I was watching mm, it's Dom's fault of her own though.
1: You're right. Okay, never mind. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I was saying, yeah, I was saying it's no fault of their own that I'm tired of everyone. But right. It's interesting because I as we were watching the episode last night, I was thinking to myself, this is why shows like Love is Blind work. Because there's 10 episodes or yeah. eight episodes. Yeah. And we have, but, but now we have eight to 10 people that we've dragged out over 21 plus episodes. No. It's okay. just too much. It's, there's not enough going on. There's not there's enough. There's
0: not enough going on, period. For them to be able to try it's to get. Like, there's not enough going, here, Nicole and Chris are the heroes of the season. They're our favorite couple ever. There is nothing to watch them do anymore. No. Like I am, all of their scenes are overproduced. They just are, they feel like they've been told guys. Okay. And now you're going to do la da da da." And like, of course, Nicole's the leader and she's always driving that. And it, it just like a lot of the time it just doesn't feel very natural. It feels like they were told they have to do this really fast. Yeah. And it's yeah. And, and like, they're our favorite couple. So it's just like.
1: <sighs> we're- I mean, you could be the most interesting person in the world. And after 22 episodes, I'm sorry, I'm not going to find interest in you going furniture shopping. And that's not them. I'm just saying that it's the length of the show.
0: A hundred percent. Here's the thing. I was like going through my notes right before this and like burst into laughter multiple times at things that I put. Yeah. So it's like, there's still some major shit to talk here, but I think we can get two recaps in for the price time of one. Okay. Don't you think?
1: Let's get into it. Okay. All right. All all negative feelings aside, we're going to go. First thing that needs to be addressed. I have a mea culpa. Okay. I was wrong.
0: You were so wrong. I was so wrong. You literally I was so were so wrong. sure about the formula that I was like, okay. Eve, all signs are pointing to no, but I guess the formula, and you were wrong. <sighs> they let us end on a divorce.
1: I was dead wrong. It was my fault. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna wear this one, MAFS Nation. I'm 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 gonna I wear mean, this. It's one. It's a
0: good guess, but yeah, it like the, your our instincts. AKA my instincts from-
1: AKA everyone, everyone almost everyone almost that responded on the polls. Yeah, it
0: seemed that he would, he really did do it. And he gets teary describing how hard, how alone he's felt, how hard it's been, how hard he's tried. He doesn't know what else he could do. He felt like nothing was ever enough for her. His heart is heavy and not at peace. Like, not at peace to know that they could last a lifetime. And anyway, when that's all said and done, Kirsten is like... you. I mean, a few things. She is good at... She can stonewall. Mm. You know? She is very good at that. And I think inside, she was shocked and devastated. Oh, yeah. Because... But like you, it, you could probably like zoom in on her facial almost the entire time, and she like she has such a poker face. Oh a good yeah, poker face. Um, but then of course in the side interview, she's like, "Why the fuck are you crying when you broke up with me?" And that like, ri- which of course speaks to like in her mind, she's like, "I don't let myself cry in public." So how dare you like? humiliate me
1: play the wounded
0: bird and then play the wounded victim of the whole thing and i feel her i get that like i she was really hurt and yeah i she has every right to be frustrated by that
1: my takeaway from this whole thing was first of all i've never seen dr pepper and pastor Cal be this upset Mm-hmm. and disappoint disappointed mm-hmm. not I'm not mad at you son i'm disappointed <laughs> with a couple before yeah and secondly him saying that he showed up every single day no
0: no it's i just-
1: don't I don't, I'm i not buying that.
0: Yeah, it's not true. And I become more and more convinced of it. We, I, I mean, I think we all should when we see Shaq at After Party, which we will get to. But him on After Party after this episode and some of the things he says are like, you have got to be kidding me. So if anything, like that's one of the juiciest things is that he made this bombshell choice that threw her, Kirsten knows how to lock it all up. And, like, if any, her thing is, like, I don't want to show any weakness to someone who didn't choose me, no less. You know what I mean? But he basically regrets his decision, we find out. So, okay, we'll get more into it in a bit.
1: And it's weird, just one thing to close on that real Mm -hmm. fast. I never, like, rode for this couple during the year. Mm -hmm. Like, I was never, like, so team Kirsten and Shaq. Mm -hmm. They're amazing, blah, blah, blah. I was pissed at Shaq. Yeah. I was upset. I was in the Dr. Pepper, Pastor Cal ship at the end of the day. They're
0: like, how much does he need? What does this man need? It's not going to get better than this. (laughs) They say when he's walking away. Kirsten's already moved out before Shaq even gets there to do so. And that shot of Kirsten giving the apartment the middle finger was iconic.
1: Oh, I totally missed that. Oh my gosh. Did? I didn't see that. No. Oh
0: my god, it was so good. She put both up and went,
1: Oh, double barrel? That was the
0: last thing she did. It Hell was freaking yeah. great. I love a good double <laughs> barrel. <laughs> yeah, and he he kind of doubles down on this in interview soon after that like he really thinks they tried everything and there was just something missing. But then you get Kirsten Kirsten with her friend, and she makes it clear with her friend, she's pissed. She feels like he completely sprung that on her. She felt the the way that, like, he definitely, like, focused on you're not nurturing enough kind of vibes. And she's she's bummed to start over. And she's not, unlike some of these people, she is not ready to jump back in the dating pool, you know? I have to say there was so much bad music in oh. that episode. And I felt like last night, too. Like I feel like it's more noticeable when you can tell that they're trying to fill the episodes with meaningless scenes and so they're like yeah relying on cheesy music way more and it's so obvious just to like go in order a little bit you have okay so you have mckinley do his stupid
1: fake house fake hunting house
0: hunt with kirsten i was like that is a producer setup scene if i ever saw it gina is definitely just doubling down with her friends about all the shit the bizarre, crass. Oh, yeah. Couldn't find an ounce of physical attraction for him. I was like, damn, Gina. Literally.
1: Literally. <laughs> I just, I can't with her. I. It, it, the funny thing is she's talking about like how horrible uh, Clint's sense of humor was. And I'm like, wait a minute. Wasn't McKinley the originator of poor senses of humor this year? Remember when he just like thought he was joking when he said, "Oh, I've r- I ride horses. I know what I'm doing." When they went on the horse back that riding. It's
0: Clint, babe.
1: Okay, but McKinley like lied oh, about a bunch weird. of stuff like, yes. "Oh, I'm, a, I'm an expert at this." Well, that was and, bizarre. and it was like, "You're not funny, dude." Yeah, he had n- no, but you have a but really you don't but you don't like Clint's sense of humor either. Like you're not going to be impressed with McKinley, just saying.
0: No, well, I think she doesn't want them to be too funny. Yeah. She wants something like middle of the road that isn't competitive with her and doesn't like take any spotlight. Yeah. So she's very ready to date and makes that clear. Jasmine has to like you watch her mom basically learn oh. what was really going down. Mom in this mom went in. Mom went in. Mom was a queen. It was fascinating to watch the way it started because you could tell she was really getting like the juice for the first time. And which Jasmine confirmed that for us mid season, that like she was holding a lot back from mom, waiting to see what happened. And this is where we get like super real with mom. And mom was hilarious. And she like cracked me. But by the end, she's like, how can you be 39 and never been in love? How, like, how does someone deny you or for something wrong with you? He never wanted to be married. Where's the wine? Yeah. <laughs> that where's the wine? When
1: she wanted me. to take back the bottle that of rosé that she got them. Yes! I was dying.
0: <laughs> this whole, like, Eris is leaning hard on the dog dad thing in a way that to me personally feels super disingenuous. Oh,
1: I hate it. Like, and, I'm like, yeah. stop. I hate stop. it.
0: Stop. No one's buying this. Shut up. Um, Shaq getting his manly workout groove back to Nickelback music was absolutely unacceptable and pointless.
1: You know, the last <laughs> thing I need is a fucking MMA montage of Shaq working out. <laughs> like, literally. His music
0: was, like, Nickelback level, too. And I was just like, okay, what's Shaq punching himself towards right now? Like, it should be Kirsten punching Training. a punching bag yeah, right
1: now. Yeah, no, just... Skip it.
0: Yeah. Later, Kirsten has definitely cooled off and is more open to hearing from him if he were to check in or change his mind, which threw me. Oh, and then we have this weird scene with Eris and his friend and his friend's wife in her athleisure with her titties <laughs> out. <laughs> and it was like, very weird because totally felt flirty really between them at the top. Is this, he's trying like,
1: to get set up already? Yeah,
0: it was just also forced. It was like, oh, this is so awkward. These people aren't good at acting, but they're trying to act. It's just really hard. I, and <laughs> this is midway through my notes. Nothing is really happening to justify this episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, something that really stood out to me is, again, Shaq reiterated that he's going to, the thing he's going to miss the most is nothing actually particular or specific to Kirsten. It's waking up with someone and going to sleep with someone. It's
1: a warm body.
0: Exactly.
1: It's a warm body. Go get a Hank Labradoodle Mm -hmm. and sleep with that.
0: Yeah, yeah, Like, uh, come on. Exactly. And he, like...
1: I knew that was a red flag, like, a month ago, by the way.
0: You know what's something that I have to wonder about? And that we haven't talked about a lot. He, I mean, he did make a point to like specify more in interviews like close to after he had said no. He admitted he didn't feel the excitement walking through the door. And that was the missing link. Um, But then he's like, he would like to be friends and says, you never know what could happen down the road. And something that I was wondering is like, is there something up with the sex here?
1: Hmm. Because we never we you, that's a good point. We, they, they they were
0: supposedly having sex most of the eight weeks, and other than the confession that they did it, we never got any reports on was it good. Yeah. Were they what what nothing?
1: Must have been lame sex.
0: It must have been kind of lame I don't know. I don't know. But then okay, his friend. I mean, I if it's, it a, if
1: it was like amazing,
0: they would be talking about it.
1: You would be like yeah. give it a chance past 8 weeks. <laughs> I think. Sure. Right? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah.
0: Um his I thought it was interesting his friends are very were clearly very pro Kirsten and like very bummed by the choice he made, which I thought was interesting. So, oh, just also obviously as predicted Nicole and Chris, who, they signed a lease and figured it out within days of D-day. Okay confirming that this was never actually a real issue. I mean, it may have been stressful to find it, but like, yeah. you know. So then we have the group bar meetup. There was like a lot of negative thoughts on Nicole on the internet per usual. And I just want to remind everyone, there is always every single season a cast member that without being appointed ends up naturally organically stepping into a, kind of the group leadership role when it comes to facilitating these group conversations.
1: I don't understand why people have a problem with this. I don't I'm not on the boards, I'm not on like I don't, you know, you you report on the on these things, you have your Yeah. finger on the pulse of the Zeitgeist <laughs> in Mass <laughs> Nation here, but I don't understand what people could possibly be complaining about. They
0: just hate that she's like
1: If Nicole wasn't the conversation. doing
0: this And everyone thinks she's trying to be a therapist.
1: There wouldn't be a show. What do you want, Eris, leading this conversation? (laughs) Come on, people.
0: Yeah. I mean, look, do I love the way that she brought up the Mac-Gina thing in front of Clint at the table when they did not take the conversation there? I didn't love the way she did that. Um, And yet I just really have a hard time. Like, I'm like, I feel like the producer's wanted her to do that yeah like why else would she do that because that would of course not be her role to be the one to tell clint for the first time about something that like isn't even real yet yeah you know yeah so that was my own but like i just thought that like people were so relentless about and i kept waiting and watching and like the whole time i was like she's just helping facilitate the convo for exactly what you said Uh, it's awkward because Kirsten and Shaq are, like, there and do a side hug, and you can tell Kirsten, like, really needs to be stone-faced about it.
1: Well, this is the first time they saw each other. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's awkward. And Shaq says, like, when it got to him reporting, he says, I made my decision from the heart and makes a point to really emphasize that he didn't know what he was going to do to the last minute, and I- just was like, I'm not sure about leaning into that, Shaq. Like, I'm that's really not, not sure.
1: helpful. I don't think I. I, I, I hate. Anyone
0: wants to hear that? I
1: really, really don't like that. That would it makes no one feel good. Yeah. I waited until the last minute. Okay, so like maybe you got a bad night of sleep and have a little indigestion. Yeah. And had to go to the bathroom a few times in the morning. Like you could be <laughs> getting out of bed on the wrong side of the bed, and like that's what you're gonna. Like, I don't know. I just don't. But it covers it up. Anytime one says that they, like, deeply prayed for it, you can't really ever chastise that decision, apparently.
0: Oh, right. Never mind that it was a completely last minute one. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, Kirsten makes it very clear that she's not okay with all of it. And that for her, the door is completely closed. She has no intention of having a friendship with Shaquille. And she's hurt. And Shaq tries to, like, tie it in a bow with one of his annoying student counselor, college people, uh, spiels. Life happens, you know, and all you can do is move forward and we just have to all wish each other the best rambling. And I, like, she looks so annoyed. That I thought was very annoying. I'm like, Shaq, you don't get to tie up the bow of the, of the thing that you hurt, and or ruined you yeah. know what I mean yeah like you don't get to then say it but you know oh it's for the best it's like you can think that in your heart or talk about that one-on-one with your buddies but saying that to the whole group in front of Kurt like it's just not a cute look in my opinion
1: that and also the whole I hope we can still be friends
0: I'm just like shut up that is
1: a let's leave that in middle school <laughs> and like high school please
0: you're I think in your... that there's rare occasions that it's possible.
1: But okay, there's but rare occasions there's that it's possible. It. But yes, exactly. There does not need to be a quest for it. Especially if it happens if you organically, said you're not
0: happily married. Yeah,
1: like, it, it, if it happens organically, that's fine. The problem is, it's always the person breaking the other person's heart. Right. Who says can we be f- like? Totally. I would love if we could be friends. Oh, just so you feel less bad about your decision. Right. Miss me. <laughs>
0: And then he says to Camera, I mean, it may be it may be me again one day, you know? You never know where God will lead us. I was like, Shaq, Kirsten sounded like she's pretty sure where God's leading her, and it's nowhere near you. So that was throwing me. I mean, this guy. So there's that going on. The the, the other most important thing that needs to be pointed out Dominique is at this event.
1: Oh my she's God.
0: She's literally eating pointedly. Like she's eating at everyone <laughs> pretty much the entire time through Max's personal update. She really wanted everyone to know that she had no interest in what he was saying and that she was just looking down at her food. But then, and I, I literally, I could not, I forgot how much I couldn't stand her. Like it was yeah. instant. It was instant. I was like, oh. <gasps> This voice is so grating. I just, I don't, I don't really get her. It's weird. It's have, like, we're, never will.
1: we're bitching about like the show being too long and them not being on it and stuff. But I'm like, if they were on it all year, I, I don't know if this podcast would be happening right now.
0: <laughs> it just also, be hard to watch. she got a dog,
1: oh, which Mac, Mac was, was like,
0: oh, that is ripping her for rich. that. Because she was like sharding all over his dogs, yeah, and like his expectation of wanting to bring them into their life, and she, he basically she, then proceeds to list all the reasons why she's going to be a terrible dog parent because she works nine to five and goes out late, out late on weekends and travels all the time. I was like, that is, he was like, that poor dog.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, but okay, she's eating at people, and then she just bounces.
0: Oh with the most attention-seeking fucking exit when you were so irrelevant to this season and this cast at this point, you ate through everyone talking to sort of make it clear that you didn't really want to be there. Her whole vibe was like, I was forced to be here. And I'm like, no, don't worry. Like, I don't think anybody actually wanted you here. (laughs) But so she does that the whole time. And then like mid someone talking, Hey guys, hey guys, (laughs) I have to go, I'm I'm so sorry.
1: Down here, down here guys.
0: While she rises with a hand in the air, (laughs) I was dead. I literally wrote, what the attention seeking fuck was that? (laughs) Hey guys, so that was just too much for me. I'm trying to think if there were any other highlights, Eris pretending he's a dog dad. I feel like that was the main thing. Okay. So let's get to after party because Shaquille, Nicole, and Aris mm-hmm. were all there. And he basically says, so he really uses this time to basically tell everyone that he was confused by what decision day could be. And he's basically there to say that he would have done it different. I'm baffled. So he tells us they didn't really talk about Decision Day before. He tried, but Kirsten really wanted... Okay, so her big thing was she just wanted to know that whatever his decision was, it was true to him. Mm. I think that in that, what... Like, her... In that, she really missed an opportunity for them to come at it more as a team and to actually... And for her to her to not be blindsided. Yeah. Period. Point blank. You know? He says he took decision day way too literally. And if he had known that being open to seeing what happens after decision day could be enough reason to say yes, then maybe he, maybe they would have made it past decision day. No. I was like.
1: That's not a valid excuse. Because they didn't talk about it. Does should not mean that he didn't know what the rules are. This uh, is like a, a, No, but if you He
0: felt like he needed to know 150% that they were gonna be married forever in order to make
1: I choice. know, but if you've watched any of the last three seasons of Maths, that is not the case on decision day. Yeah. It's like saying you don't know the rules of the game.
0: Yeah, and I Like, I'm just, just little, not buying it. Yeah, and I feel like enough other couples were talking about it that way. Yeah. Okay, and then get this. If he could do it all over again, he wouldn't have shut down so much. And what he's realized since, it was it was actually school and work that was getting to him, not Kirsten.
1: Which is why I said- weeks ago that maybe this is not the best time in your personal life for you to go on this show right if you know you're going to be traveling for your job a lot and you're in a doctorate program or master's program whatever that's not the time
0: yeah so that was just like a bummer to hear it's just like well and you know one could also say hmm maybe it would have been nice to have like Experts way earlier on. I mean, I think that this could also be a good argument for individual therapy being integrated into this whole experience because that was something that he could not get over and he was projecting and blame all of it on Kirsten. Yeah. And Kirsten was responsible for all of that and that's not true. So that was just like frustrating to hear. And then I thought something that we didn't know that Eris said is. Well, so first we find out Eris and Jasmine did talk about their decisions in advance quite a lot. So they both n- went into that day knowing what they were doing. Apparently, she put him on the spot in the middle of the night at the end of the honeymoon and said, Eris, I need you to tell me explicitly why you are not attracted to me. And he did. Mm. In detail. No. And he chooses to honor her by not repeating it, <laughs> goodness I'm like, oh, gracious! Oh, how nice of you, Eris! How honoring. I mean, I it's like I guess it's the least he could do. But the fact that there was actually so much more said, yeah, that early on, it. I mean, it just like bums me out for Jasmine, and I mean, if anything, even more so, makes me go, "WTF, friend? Like, why?" Why did you, why? Yeah. If, if someone like broke down in detail, all of their critiques of your looks, I mean, I just would have been like, peace. Yeah. So, yeah. So I, that's all I've got for that day. What a, are you, do you have any other thoughts on that day?
1: No, I'm ready to move on.
0: Okay. Let's get into episode 22. I just have my notes like chronologically. Me since too. are all let's split do it. Up. Yeah. Okay. The Dom and Clint meet up to chat with Clint about being in the market for a dog.
1: I thought this was a date. And then and I was, it was like,
0: absolutely not.
1: This is not a date. She's just telling you what it's like to have a dog that she's had for two months at
0: most. <laughs> I bet you way less. So it's all about the dog. And then we pivot into. Her basically leaning on him for advice on if she should DM Gil from Houston, which is very bizarre because that's like very pointed friend zone conversation. Yeah. You know, bottom line, let's just say it off the bat. What we all were like, you've got to be kidding me. We did not get the Dom and Clip make out today. Now I'm convinced we're definitely not getting it to the last ep before the reunion.
1: And now more than ever. I'm convinced it's just a funny thing that they do. Like it's not a real, it's it's a truth or dare type of situation. Yeah. Like, which once again, the rollout of that could not have been handled more poorly. Yeah. Math's lifetime.
0: Yeah. So she's interested. I mean, a few things. They do talk about how Gina and Mac are going to go on a date. They're both pretty unaffected. She does say to camera, she thinks Gina is way too good for Mac.
1: I don't think. Well, well, I'll, I'll wait. Let's. Yeah, I have a lot of Mac and Gina thoughts because
0: she doesn't. She still views Mac as an unstable person job-wise, and it all gets confirmed when he and like with his living and being in Nashville, and then you find out this episode that he took a job in Michigan. Anyways, she's interested in Gil just because she watched his season and she thinks he's hot and seems like a great partner. Again, confusing, which Nicole made the great point to say. I thought it was really confusing when one of her biggest ish non-negotiables with Mac was that he didn't appear to be stable in Nashville. And yes, that he exactly. was probably like he doesn't seem like someone that's gonna live in Nashville. Her life is in Nashville, it's important. And now you want to date someone in Houston, Texas? man? No.
1: No. Gil, run for the hills.
0: Run for the hills, Gills. And you know what's great news, though, that I did see oh, on Instagram. Okay. So, I mean, it looks like they're going to have a stupid FaceTime chat next week. And, like, I really, really, really highly doubt anything ever comes of it. But apparently in Couples Couch, Gil was on Couples Couch... Which is also really funny that they're including more and more. It's because they have less people to choose from. So now they include like, they single pe- They don't have couples. They don't have couples, really. They don't have enough couples. So Gil is apparently on it and made a point to say he has a crush on Kirsten. Which is a way better matchup, in my opinion. Yep. And uh, we do feel like Gil was robbed in his season. And so I would be so down for this.
1: But, Gil um, and no one have any time for... Good vibes only, 25-year-old Dominique. No. No. No time for that.
0: She's she's just bizarre. Her energy is so bizarre. So Jasmine makes... <laughs> Jasmine? Okay. Jasmine's energy is night and day. I feel like for the first time all season, we're seeing her like fullest personality.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. She is
0: sprightly, she is happy, she is sassy. She like, just the way, like, I mean, she's just like saying witty things. Like, it just feels like she's free. Yeah. And it's pretty crazy to like see it so starkly contrasted, like right after the week, even before. I mean, we've been feeling this for a couple weeks with her, but it's like, she's a fully bloomed flower. And she makes it very clear. Her and Kirsten are looking at apartments. She is so ready to mingle. She's like, I don't miss Eris at all. LOL. Uh, She's very, she will never date a guy over a year again if they're not engaged by then or like if she doesn't know that they're going to get married.
1: I love the clarity from her.
0: Yeah, it's cool.
1: And even in the date, I'll just jump ahead and cover Mm -hmm. that since we're talking about Jasmine. She goes on this date from this old flame. From college, mm-hmm. this mystery man who must we have not signed a, who must have not signed a waiver. Yeah, he didn't want because to Because the meat. most of the face we got was the bottom of the chin. Yeah. Uh, we got an extensive look at his bracelet accessories. I'm good with that. Um, and she's just like, Am I attractive to you? And I'm like, Yeah, go for it. After yeah. that scarring experiment, lead yeah. off with that. I'm yeah. fine with that. <laughs> Cracked yeah. me up.
0: They're both getting out of relationships which I was like wait why is he grilling you about if you're ready like what's the deal with his he was in a more real relationship probably yeah um
1: he probably picked maybe... the person he dated
0: <laughs> exactly and it was probably long term I
1: think he had was. some say in that
0: yeah <laughs> so i'm definitely curious about more details i want more details but this it definitely seems like there's real potential here she seems very crushing hard and they've known each other for like 10, 15 years or something. Like they've known each other since college. So that's fun. I'm really happy for her with that. And she talks about how he makes her feel if, Oh yeah. When she's talking about how he makes her feel, it tells me they've been talking a lot. Like they just, that vibe of when you've been, when you talk for hours at night to your new crush Yeah, and like texting all day, like, That's what it feels like. So it just made me like, hmm, how long have you been talking right now?
1: Very curious.
0: Okay. Why are we on Gina's work trip when there is no other cast present? Someone please tell me. I
1: have no idea. Is this a Sedona trip? Yes. Yeah.
0: Like, no, just no. Like, I'm like, I don't care about any of these people. Like, why is this happening Eris and Mac as BFFs, as dumbasses, unite. Eris makes it clear to everyone that he comes into contact with, really, that, you know, there's different ways of saying he has had his booty call pretty quickly after the dissolution of his marriage. He, quote, sent a text and it landed. So, of course, Eris has had some random, meaningless sex because that's what he's really good at.
1: Yeah. And Clinton has also.
0: Yep. Yep. Okay. Uh, random <laughs> thought. Why does Mac have the gelled hair of an eight-year-old boy?
1: <sighs> we don't like. We don't try. <laughs> it's hard for me. We don't get like. We try not to. St- we try to stay away from physical appearance, right? And I'm not going to trash them here, Hairstyle but I will feels say a little it, bit nebulous. Yeah. He looks like a fucking Pixar character. (laughs) Like, he just looks like a Pixar character. There's something about his hair and his face. I don't know if it's like Woody for, or not Woody, uh, Andy, the kid from Toy Story. Mm. It all Mm. just looks like animated.
0: I just need him to get a new hairstyle. And I'm a little baffled that Gina seems to be endorsing it.
1: (sighs) Are we getting into that now?
0: Their date? Yeah. Sure.
1: Okay. This is hard for me. They have not, like, they have no basis for a relationship, period.
0: Yeah. And other now than that, they both know that the other person has been saying to other people that they think they're hot. Yes. <laughs> it's like a school crush.
1: Yes. And now we're going to go long distance. Oh, my God.
0: Give me a
1: break. Furthermore- I mean,
0: can we talk about how Gina showed more flirtatious personality than we saw the entire last four months of watching the show?
1: Yes, but, yeah,
0: she did. Like, who was that? She was so animated and, like, making all these... I wish you could see my flirty <laughs> facial expressions, you guys. <laughs> I
1: Here's my thing. Well, I think Gina's, like, awkward AF... She never knows where to put her hands. The way that she just moves is just seems awkward to me.
0: She's just like, she's too self-aware.
1: Yes, maybe that's it. There's a
0: little bit of a like. Shuffle? A bit of, do you mean like a a bit of like a stiffness? Even when she's like trying to seem relaxed? Yeah. Yeah.
1: I don't know. Anytime I just like, she just doesn't seem like she can ever really get comfortable.
0: Yeah, I get that. I will say I felt like she, I was like. She Who, was into him. I can't believe this. this. I can't believe this. Like this flirty kind of nervous thing was like, oh, okay. I have to say again, it's just funny. Mac obviously needs to like create a little bit of smoke and mirrors around his career. And always has probably because TV weed it's confusing, but like TV
1: weed is confusing.
0: <laughs> like he probably has to be. I don't yeah. know. Aware in of his how, lifetime, but I love how he tried to make it seem like. Yeah, I mean, I've had a lot of businesses. Like I went into lawn care, and that that was going really good for a while, and and then weed, you know, and and then woodworking, you know, I was doing woodworking, and yeah. But yeah, and then the cannabis, I'm like, such as the weed is such as cannabis. He's like, and but yeah, I mean, I it just really did really well. And so, you know, I've been in cannabis for 12 years. I'm like, you're literally only 34. So like lawn care, something me thinks it might be like you had a lawn mowing like flyer in your neighborhood when you <laughs> were like 16 to 18. And then you went into pot.
1: I thought... What he said at the end of that was, I've been really big into canvassing.
0: No, cannabis. Cannabis.
1: Oh, okay. I, I thought his career was like finding people to-
0: No, he's not Mitch. cost
1: you outside of a grocery store- No, that's Mitch. For signatures on rent and control. No, no,
0: no. He's cannabis. So oh. I was like, why are you dancing around? It's like he wanted it to seem like he's had multiple long-running small businesses on top of this- cannabis industry for 12 years i'm like dude what are you talking like yeah okay so you've been working in weed for 12 years you're in pot you just say it you would work a little on the side like you make a few tables a year that's cool that's cool but like you can't like don't
1: these are hobbies try and
0: fluff fluff it up it just is what it is um (laughs) i really could give a shit less about latte art class by the way like please never schedule that for us
1: okay done
0: i mean i think it would be a good thing to know i guess but i'm just not really but a, a big latte person no
1: we're not latte people also like you can go on tiktok and find like a tutorial in 30 seconds
0: right uh eris goes to hang out with clint and his friends which is kind of random to me okay a few things clint learned learned for the first time at is he 42 like i think
1: Mm, yeah 41 42 he learned
0: that now he should really ask some questions about a girl at first rather than only talk about sex (laughs) and then proceeds to go because i've been in a lot of relationships that were only based on that i'm like oh like so you just like start He kind of just made it seem like he meets people and he's used to just talking about sex and then doing sex.
1: I don't think Clint and Gina learned anything from this experiment. Last week, in the week before, Gina says something to the effect of like, oh, I learned how it's important to like read a room and how someone reading a room is important to me. I'm (laughs) like, that was your takeaway? You want a spouse who can read the room? Like I don't know. I just think that their whole perception is they just can't stand each other. We're both hot. We know we're hot. And if well, I don't know why you don't, you're not into me. So I'm just taking that and moving to the next thing. There but was also nothing... I
0: don't think you're hot. Yeah, but there
1: was nothing that they like really took away or tried in well, this. He's going to ask
0: a few questions before he jumps into bed next time. Apparently, so. Huge growth. (laughs) His married friends, though, I got a kick out of this. His married friends making fun of him for talking about like, oh, but marriage, man. It's just so hard. They're like, wait, how long were you married again? (laughs) Poor Nicole had to wear her tennis dress to baseball. (laughs) It's very important to Chris that Nicole understands his passion for baseball. And poor girl's getting hit by baseballs in the tennis dress. I'm like, Chris, get it together. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? You're not supposed to be. This is the first time you're playing a light game of baseball with your girlfriend who's never played and you're hitting her in the thigh.
1: The glove was all positioned wrong. It was a lot. There was a lot <laughs> happening in that scene. It was just a lot. I love that Nicole's dad, Mark, Mark's his name, right? Yeah. Named. All of his chickens. I know. After different <laughs> cast members from this year. Mark is a legend. These four episodes should have been on Mark only. I would add a lot more enjoyment out of just seeing Nicole's he's dad. He's
0: such a number one fan and such a number one cheerleader for Nicole and Chris, I think. It's so cute. Like, he's very into it all. He follows all the accounts. Hi, Mark. I don't, I, I don't know if he listens, but I kind of think he might. He, fo- he follows.
1: Yeah, he definitely follows.
0: Yeah, Mark is amazing. I something that killed me. So Kirsten goes to the career coach. Why are we there? We don't really know. Doesn't she have a career? This is not a life coach. This is not a therapist. Was, Why are we talking about the, uh, the disillusion of our marriage with this person?
1: The scene had to be rewinded. So that we could figure out
0: what this woman's what expertise. This
1: was, was what was happening on yeah. our television. <laughs> um, what qualifications this person had? It was very, very bizarre.
0: It was confusing. I died. The one of my favorite things. Like I just really get a kick out of Kirsten. I think she is hilarious. I think she is unknowingly hilarious often. She says like in full earnestness, you know, I used to just, I used to just speak and then expect the conversation to be over. But now (laughs) I know I have to listen after and then, you know, maybe sometimes explain a little bit for the other person about what I said. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, Kirsten, that's not a conversation. Again, the furniture shopping felt fake and cringy. I just, the whole thing, like, it just all felt very conjured for me with this and Nicole and the gold chair and the, I was just like, stop, like, this isn't real. I don't believe that this is, like, seriously a conundrum they are facing right now. Clint goes on a first date with another redhead who his friend set him up with, only which Ew, P.S., as he needed to reiterate in three different adjectives the same thing. She's fit and toned and in shape, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, But then, (laughs) then we find out from Nicole, this girl, her name's Nicole, that she's not attracted to redheads. She is not into them. It's like the one thing.
1: And can you remind me? I was me, like,
0: how is this happening? What color hair does she have, this person that he's dating? Right. Red! But her biggest concern is people thinking they're siblings. You know, just like all the brunettes who date. Yeah. And the blondes who date. And the people with black hair who date who we all also call Siblet. Like, I'm so baffled.
1: it's That was ridiculous. That was just
0: baffling. Again, in the end, felt like a big-ass waste of time. I'm like, why is this happening? And why are you doing this to him? Like, why are you making Clint go through this right now?
1: Yeah, and no one can make a shot at disc golf also. I don't need a slow montage of just discs clanking off the thing and going way over the goal. It's just like, come on.
0: Can I we, hate watching people play disc golf. It's something I, that's happened what, too many times it, on this show.
1: Way too many times on the show. It was <laughs> fine when it was Chris from Boston and Nifa. N- <laughs> Nifa? I think it was Nifa.
0: Never forget Nifa. But
1: there's way too much, people are spending way too much time throwing discs around in the United States. <laughs> we need to figure this out.
0: You love disc golf. Yeah, I don't... I'm just saying it's not good TV.
1: ...lead with it. Like, I don't... When's all, I, haven't, I play maybe once a year. Come on.
0: Sure. Okay. Okay, so now we have the boy time, girl time hangs. There was just a few more things that I feel like need to be said. So the guys are obviously talking about sex and hookups. Clint says, it was like the NASA space launch...
1: Oh, I forgot about Because it had been that. so long
0: since he'd released, which you can't tell me that. Okay, but anyway. I don't want to hear he that. Since he had sex. I
1: don't want to hear it. He
0: did the worm and his pelvis became detached. I was just dying. <laughs> like, I cannot believe that he said that in <laughs> this scenario, but it was also really funny, but also disgusting.
1: I just, there's this thing that like some guys have where and I feel like jazz, or I'm sorry, I feel like Eris and Clint have this thing where they feel that they are entitled to sex, right? And it's this thing like, can you believe I haven't had sex in two months?
0: Yeah, and it's like just settle down. It's like there's a lot of sex.
1: There's a lot of people out there that are in the same boat, but the way that you guys go about it's like your God's gift to. The well, male they need to specimen. Go get that
0: service done.
1: Yeah, I just, I just, yeah. it, it's really uh, yeah, un- it's unattractive. Ick.
0: It is. It's not attractive at all. Uh, <laughs> of course, of course, both Eris and Clint knew the girls that they both hooked up with before maths because they were both you up text uh kinds of relationships. You just like they're of course the guys that would open the fucking Rolodex the second the decision day was over and be like, who can I say you up to within 48 hours of this? And you know what the interesting
1: thing is, is that these are the two oldest guys.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Eris is you're right. 39,
1: Clint is 41. Like these two are the oldest guys. It's insane to me. You should not be doing the u ups in your late thirties and early forties. I know you are a child. Yeah, have a real relationship. Yeah, good. And that's why it shows me that like they're not. They didn't get anything from this, really. Right. Eris is ready to jump back in and find a wife. Bullshit.
0: Yeah, shut up. Like, wh- and and tell me, what woman is gonna watch this season for you and be like, yep. And you know what? There probably will be some disturbed woman who wants to prove that she can be the exception. And she won't be probably. Uh, Eris needs to like get some therapy before he's ready for that. He thinks that he can hopefully keep co-parenting the dog. Meanwhile, Jasmine, it cuts to Jasmine with the girls. and They're like, oh, that's so sweet that he's with uh, the Duchess right now, is that something you're going to let happen regularly? She's immediately like, nope, that's not continuing. It's a one-time thing. <laughs> I was so
1: happy because I got I got worried. This is the second time, I think, that we saw heiress with Duchess. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what the hell is going on here? I think these, da- these things were probably at the same time. And she's like, yeah, if you want to take my dog to the park and I don't have to worry about yeah, for sure. Duchess being at home or have to get a dog sitter while I go pick flowers, go for it. Yeah. But I was so happy that she clarified that no, this is not happening.
0: Yeah. So Eris Duchess is not yours, period. It's over. And the only other thing I have for this whole time is Kirsten makes it clear. She is still pissed about Shaquille crying, but she's ready for answers. Like she's digested it enough. And like, realize like she has quite a few questions about why what happened happened and she wants some closure so i'm very curious what i don't know it's just like it's gonna be And the only thing that i guess i am still interested in that we have left literally the only thing is I the reunion to you, is how this is gonna go When he or she needs closure and like more answers and explanation and he's just questioning everything that he did and he clearly doesn't feel confident that he made the right decision. So, but she's also simultaneously saying like the door is closed. And so it's like, how is this going to play out? Because that's also kind of fucked up to like have the person whose heart you kind of broke come to you and be like, I need some more answers on like, how you got there and then you basically go like I don't know yeah (laughs) so that I am curious to see how it unfolds everything else I am just like tell me why he
1: tell me why he
0: you know what I want to check something really fast I just want to double check okay you know what okay so we actually only have one week left of this bullshittery. Yeah, and then the week after then, that is yeah, was... previous season cast tell all, which we will definitely not be covering, y'all. Yeah, to be clear. So, uh, yeah, we only and then have, one we have week of this. Yeah,
1: um, reunion.
0: And then we get to our reunions, which I still, you know, reunions still have something satisfactory to them because you have the cast coming having watched everything that aired.
1: Yeah, this is true.
0: Assuming that they did this correctly and normally and everybody watched everything before they go, that's when you get fun confrontations just because you've got people that are like seeing shit they said behind their backs or that they called them, that they uh, didn't know that they said to camera or like whatever.
1: Yeah, it's weird. I'm normally like super pumped for uh reunions you're just weary but because i'm like well we've like the only people that i'm like really curious about is shaq and kirsten like yeah. what they're going to be able to what they're going to say to each other yeah you know but i also think that maybe this is a chance for jasmine to speak more once yeah. she sees everything that heiress did and said yeah um but now you've kind of got me a little excited for it so i'm pumped
0: I get what you mean though, because it's like so much stuff was debriefed. Yeah. In these last two episodes, yeah. that you're like, what else could there be to debrief? But I still think people come in with like a diff. They come in with chips on their shoulders because no matter what, they saw something they didn't know was said about them. Exactly. From someone. Yeah. So they're gonna have. There will be bones to pick. Okay. Like, yeah.
1: And hopefully we get some you know biting questions stir the pot.
0: Yeah, from Kevin Fraj. Yeah. Indeed. Okay, friends. Well, thank you so much for your patience these last couple weeks and for understanding with the way that we're going to kind of be in and out um, through the end of the season. And thanks for tuning in and listening and uh, wish our beloved Timothy a happy birthday. He is officially a man in his mid thirties, sexier than ever. Indubitably. (laughs) And for his birthday, I challenge you to go and write us a review in Apple Podcasts if you haven't already. Because we are trying to get to that 100th review before the season's out. And I really think we can do it.
1: I think we can too. Take
0: a few moments if you haven't yet. And go write a little review over there. And find us on the internet, on Instagram, TikTok, TikTok, et cetera. And we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.